Section 2 of Milton This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian Russell Graham Milton by William Blake Section 2 Meanwhile wept Satan before Los, accusing Palamabron, himself exculpating with mildest speech, for himself believed that he had not oppressed nor injured the refractory servants. But Satan returning to his mills, for Palamabron had served the mills of Satan as the easier task, found all confusion, and back returned to Los, not filled with vengeance but with tears, himself convinced of Palamabron's turpitude, Los beheld the servants of the mills drunken with wine, and dancing wild with shouts and Palamabron's songs, rending the forests green with echoing confusion, though the sun was risen on high. Then Los took off his left sandal, placing it on his head, signal of solemn mourning. When the servants of the mills beheld the signal, they in silence stood, though drunk with wine. Los wept. But Rintra also came, and Denethamon on his arm leaned tremblingly, observing all these things. And Los said, Ye genii of the mills, the sun is on high, your labours call you. Palamabron is also in sad dilemma, his horses are mad, his harrow confounded, his companions enraged. Mine is the fault, I should have remembered that pity divides the soul, and man unmans. Follow with me my plough, this mournful day must be a blank in nature. Follow with me, and tomorrow again resume your labours, and this day shall be a mournful day. Wildly they followed Los and Rintra, and the mills were silent. They mourned all day this mournful day of Satan and Palamabron, and all the elect and all the redeemed mourned one toward another, upon the mountains of Albion, among the cliffs of the dead. They ploughed in tears. Incessant poured Jehovah's rain, and Molech's thick fires contending with the rain thundered above, rolling terrible over their heads. Satan wept over Palamabron, Theotormon and Bromion contended on the side of Satan, pitying his youth and beauty, trembling at eternal death. Michael contended against Satan in the rolling thunder. Thulo, the friend of Satan, also reproved him, faint their reproof. But Rintra, who is of the reprobate, of those formed to destruction, in indignation for Satan's soft dissimulation of friendship, flamed above all the ploughed furrows, angry, red, and furious, till Michael sat down in the furrow, weary, dissolved in tears. Satan, who drove the team beside him, stood angry and red. He smote Thulo and slew him, and he stood terrible over Michael, urging him to arise. He wept, and Athamon saw his tears. But Los hid Thulo from her sight, lest she should die of grief. She wept. She trembled. She kissed Satan. She wept over Michael. She formed a space for Satan and Michael, and for the poor infected. Trembling, she wept over the space, and closed it with a tender moon. Low secret buried Thulo, weeping disconsolate over the moony space. But Palamabron called down a great solemn assembly, that he who will not defend truth may be compelled to defend a lie, that he may be snared and caught and taken. 
and all Eden descended into Palamabron's tent, among Albion's druids and bards, in the caves beneath Albion's death couch, in the caverns of death, in the corner of the Atlantic. And in the midst of the great assembly, Palamabron prayed, O God, protect me from my friends, that they have not power over me. Thou hast given me power to protect myself from my bitterest enemies. Mark well my words, they are of your eternal salvation. Then rose the two witnesses, Rintra and Palamabron, and Palamabron appealed to all Eden, and received judgment, and lo, it fell on Rintra and his rage, which now flamed high and furious in Satan against Palamabron, till it became a proverb in Eden, Satan is among the reprobate. Los in his wrath cursed heaven and earth, he rent up nations. Standing on Albion's rocks, among high-reared druid temples, which reached the stars of heaven and stretched from pole to pole, he displaced continents. The oceans fled before his face. He altered the poles of the world, east, west, and north, and south. But he closed up Enatharmon from the sight of all these things. For Satan, flaming with Rintra's fury, hidden beneath his own mildness, accused Palamabron before the assembly of ingratitude, of malice. He created seven deadly sins, drawing out his infernal scroll of moral laws and cruel punishments upon the clouds of Jehovah, to pervert the divine voice in its entrance to the earth, with thunder of war and trumpets sound, with armies of disease, punishments and deaths mustered and numbered, saying, I am God alone, there is no other, let all obey my principles of moral individuality. I have brought them from the uppermost, innermost recesses of my eternal mind. Transgressors I will rend off for ever, as now I rend this accursed family from my covering. Thus Satan raged amidst the assembly, and his bosom grew opaque against the divine vision. The paved terraces of his bosom inward shone with fires, but the stones becoming opaque hid him from sight in an extreme blackness and darkness. And there a world of deeper Uro was opened in the midst of the assembly, in Satan's bosom a vast unfathomable abyss. Astonishment held the assembly in an awful silence, and tears fell down as dews of night, and a loud solemn universal groan was uttered from the east and from the west and from the south and from the north. And Satan stood opaque, immeasurable, covering the east with solid blackness round his hidden heart, with thunders uttered from his hidden wheels, accusing loud the divine mercy for protecting Palamabron in his tent. Rintra reared up walls of rocks and poured rivers and moats of fire round the walls, Columns of fire guard around between Satan and Palamabron in the terrible darkness. And Satan, not having the science of wrath, but only of pity, rent them asunder. And wrath was left to wrath, and pity to pity. He sunk down, a dreadful death unlike the slumbers of Beulah. The separation was terrible. The dead was reposed on his couch, beneath the couch of Albion, on the seven mountains of Rome, and the whole place of the covering cherub, Rome, Babylon and Tyre, his spectre raging furious descended into its space. Then Los and Enatharmon knew that Satan is Urizen, drawn down by Orc and the shadowy female into generation. Oft Enatharmon entered weeping into the space, there appearing an aged woman, raving along the streets. The space is named Canaan. Then she returned to Los, weary, frighted as from dreams. The nature of a female space is this. It shrinks the organs of life till they become finite 
and itself seems infinite. And Satan vibrated in the immensity of the space, limited to those without, but infinite to those within. It fell down and became Canaan, closing loose from eternity in Albion's cliffs, a mighty fiend against the divine humanity, mustering to war. Satan, ah me, is gone to his own place, said Los. Their God I will not worship in their churches, nor king in their theatres. Elenitria, whence is this jealousy running along the mountains? British women were not jealous when Greek and Roman were jealous. Everything in eternity shines by its own internal light, but thou darkenest every internal light with the arrows of thy quiver, bound up in the horns of jealousy to a deadly fading moon, and Ocalathron binds the sun into a jealous globe, that everything is fixed opaque, without internal light. Solos lamented over Satan, who triumphant divided the nations. He set his face against Jerusalem, to destroy the Eon of Albion. But Los hid Anathamon from the sight of all these things upon the Thames, whose lulling harmony reposed her soul, where Beulah lovely terminates in rocky Albion, terminating in Hyde Park, on Tyburn's awful brook, and the mills of Satan were separated into a moony space among the rocks of Albion's temples, and Satan's druid sons offer the human victims throughout all the earth, and Albion's dread tomb, immortal on his rock, overshadowed the whole earth, where Satan, making to himself laws from his own identity, compelled others to serve him in moral gratitude and submission, being called God, setting himself above all that is called God, and all the spectres of the dead calling themselves sons of God in his synagogues, worshipped Satan under the unutterable name. And it was inquired why, in a great solemn assembly, the innocent should be condemned for the guilty. Then an eternal rose, saying, If the guilty should be condemned, he must be an eternal death, and one must die for another throughout all eternity. Satan has fallen from his station, and never can be redeemed, but must be new created continually, moment by moment. And therefore the class of Satan shall be called the elect, and those of Rintra the reprobate, and those of Palamabron the redeemed. For he is redeemed from Satan's law, the wrath falling on Rintra. And therefore Palamabron dared not to call a solemn assembly, till Satan had assumed Rintra's wrath in the day of mourning, in a feminine delusion of false pride self-deceived. So spake the Eternal, and confirmed it with a thunderous oath. But when Luetha a daughter of Beulah, beheld Satan's condemnation, she down descended into the midst of the great solemn assembly, offering herself a ransom for Satan, taking on her his sin. Mark well my words, they are of your eternal salvation. And Luetha stood glowing with varying colours, immortal, heart-piercing and lovely, and her moth-like elegance shone over the assembly. At length, standing upon the golden floor of Palamabron, she spake, I am the author of this sin. By my suggestion, my parent power, Satan, has committed this transgression. I loved Palamabron, and I sought to approach his tent. But beautiful Elenitria, with her silver arrows, repelled me, for her light is terrible to me. I fade before her immortal beauty. Or wherefore doth a dragon form forth issue from my limbs, to seize her newborn son? Ah, me! the wretched Luetha. This to prevent, entering the doors of Satan's brain night after night, like sweet perfumes, I stupefied the masculine perceptions, 
and kept only the feminine awake. Hence rose his soft, delusory love to Palamabron, admiration joined with envy, cupidity unconquerable, my fault when at noon of day the horses of Palamabron called for rest and pleasant death. I sprang out of the breast of Satan, over the harrow, beaming in all my beauty, that I might unloose the flaming steeds, as Elenitria used to do. But too well those living creatures knew that I was not Elenitria, and they break the traces. But me the servants of the harrow saw not but as a bow of varying colours on the hills. Terribly raged the horses. Satan astonished, and with power above his control, compelled the gnomes to curb the horses, and to throw banks of sand around the fiery flaming harrow, in labyrinthine forms, and brooks between to intersect the meadows in their course. The harrow cast thick flames. Jehovah thundered above. Chaos in ancient night fled from beneath the fiery harrow. The harrow cast thick flames, and orbed us round in concave fires, a hell of our own making. See, its flames still gird me round. Jehovah thundered above. Satan in pride of heart drove the fierce harrow among the constellations of Jehovah, drawing a third part in the fires of stubble north and south, to devour Albion and Jerusalem, the emanation of Albion, driving the harrow in pity's paths. T'was then, with our dark fires which now gird round us, O eternal torment! I formed the serpent of precious stones and gold, turned poisons on the sultry wastes. The gnomes in all that day spared not. They cursed Satan bitterly, to do unkind things in kindness, with power armed to say the most irritating things in the midst of tears and love. These are the stings of the serpent. Thus did we by them, till thus they in return retaliated, and the living creatures maddened, the gnomes laboured, I weeping hid in Satan's inmost brain. But when the gnomes refused to labour more, with blandishments I came forth from the head of Satan. Back the gnomes recoiled, and called me sin, and for a sign portentous held me. Soon day sunk, and Palamabron returned. Trembling I hid myself in Satan's inmost palace, of his nervous fine-wrought brain. For Illinitria met Satan, with all her singing woman, terrific in their joy, and pouring wine of wildest power. They gave Satan their wine. Indignant at the burning wrath, wild with prophetic fury, his former life became like a dream. Clothed in the serpent's folds, in selfish holiness demanding purity, being most impure, self-condemned to eternal tears, he drove me from his inmost brain, and the doors closed with thunder's sound. O divine vision, who didst create the female to repose the sleepers of Beulah, pity the repentant Luetha. My sick couch bears the dark shades of eternal death, enfolding the spectre of Satan. He furious refuses to repose and sleep. I humbly bow in all my sin before the throne divine. Not so the sick one. Alas, what shall be done him to restore, who calls the individual law holy, and despises the Saviour, glorying to involve Albion's body in fires of eternal war. 
Now Leotha ceased. Tears flowed, but the divine pity supported her. All is my fault. We are the spectre of Luva, the murderer of Albion. O Valor, O Luva, O Albion, O lovely Jerusalem. The sin was begun in eternity, and will not rest to eternity, till two eternities meet together. Ah, lost, lost, lost for ever. So Leotha spoke. But when she saw that Enathamon had created a new space to protect Satan from punishment, she fled to Enathamon's tent, and hid herself. Loud raging thundered the assembly dark and clouded, and they ratified the kind decision of Enathamon, and gave a time to the space, even six thousand years, and sent Lucifer for its guard. But Lucifer refused to die, and in pride he forsook his charge, and they elected Molech. And when Molech was impatient, the divine hand found the two limits, first of opacity, then of contraction. Opacity was named Satan. Contraction was named Adam. Triple Elohim came. Elohim wearied, fainted. They elected Shaddai. Shaddai angry, Pehad descended. Pehad terrified, they sent Jehovah. And Jehovah was leprous. Loud he called, stretching his hand to eternity. For then the body of death was perfected in hypocritic holiness, around the Lamb, a female tabernacle woven in Cathedron's looms. He died as a reprobate, he was punished as a transgressor. Glory, 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 to the Holy Lamb of God. I touch the heavens as an instrument to glorify the Lord. The elect shall meet the redeemed on Albion's rocks. They shall meet astonished at the transgressor, in him beholding the Saviour, and the elect shall say to the redeemed, We behold, it is of divine mercy alone, of free gift and election that we live. Our virtues and cruel goodnesses have deserved eternal death. Thus they weep upon the fatal brook of Albion's river. But Elenitria met Luetha in the place where she was hidden, and threw aside her arrows and laid down her sounding bow. She soothed her with soft words and brought her to Palamabron's bed, in moments new created for delusion, interwoven round about. In dreams she bore the shadowy spectre of sleep, and named him Death. In dreams she bore Rahab, the mother of Tirzah, and her sisters in Lambeth's Vales, in Cambridge and in Oxford, places of thought, intricate labyrinths of times and spaces unknown, that Loetha lived in Palamabron's tent, and Uthun was her charming guard. The bard ceased. All considered, and a loud resounding murmur continued round the halls. And much they questioned the immortal loud-voiced bard, and many condemned the high-toned song, saying, Pity and love are too venerable for the imputation of guilt. Others said, If it is true, if the acts have been performed, let the bard himself witness. Where hadst thou this terrible song? The bard replied, I am inspired. I know it is truth, for I sing according to the inspiration of the poetic genius, who is the eternal, all-protecting divine humanity, to whom be glory and power and dominion evermore. Amen. End of section 2